Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, May 26, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot to learn from from today's activity on one hand, and then on the other hand, the market is telling us something, and specifically something we discussed earlier this week, which is leading into a three-day holiday weekend, the market tends to have a bullish tone into the weekend. We talked about it. It happens all the time. It's happening again, barring some kind of collapse going into Friday. But that's not it. There's other stuff on the board. So let's do our assessment of the daily chart, and we'll work up and down from there. There's a lot of stuff going on. So what did they do today? They ran up to the place we said that they would likely run up to, which is the breakdown candle high. Now that high was at 403.80, so it's a give or take from 403.80. They blew right through it, and instead of stopping there and waiting a day or so, they just ran up and filled the gap up above, got rejected from the gap, and rejected is just a term. The market really wasn't rejected. They just didn't close over the gap. But here's where the learning stuff comes in. They did close above that big breakdown candle high. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's important information. It's not that easy to do. They did it pretty much all in one shot. Now, maybe they have a complete give back like they did last week when they created that breakdown candle, which was on the 18th, but here they just blew right through it, filled the gap, and stuck, and they stuck above the 20-period moving average. So here's the thing. The sentiment was in the toilet. The market can break from a low. It can have a crash scenario from a low, but... We typically, and within the bear market scenario, and we talk about this all the time as well, you're typically going to see some pretty big rip-your-face-off rallies. We've had one or two, but we really haven't had a rip-your-face-off rally to speak of in a little while. Going into a three-day holiday weekend, it's a pretty good recipe for some pies in the face. Now, further, the way the market works is You have these rallies, and the rallies create analysts, talking heads, whoever coming on TV, portfolio managers, they're talking their book. It's a buying opportunity. It's a generational low. There's opportunities everywhere in tech, this, that, and the other thing. So they come out of the woodwork in full force as soon as the market starts to bounce. That's fine. That's how it works. Buying creates buying, buying begets buying, short squeezes happen, panic buying sets in. All that stuff is happening on a smaller scale over the last couple of days. The market will bounce. It will bounce up to a spot that will be bona fide overhead resistance. Once that happens, we're going to start getting settled and ready for the next leg lower. This is a bounce and a downtrend as we've been talking about for the last few days. It's a relief rally. It's a DCB, dead cap bounce. They all have different magnitudes. Some are one day wonders. Some will last for a week or two or three. Where's the next short trade? Where's resistance? Where is the market going to be sucked up to 
under normal garden variety conditions. Well, let's start talking about the two next closest places. First, we have around 408.50. Here's a pivot high. The high happens to be 408.57. So here's the way we look at this. Same routine as we always do. Nothing ever changes. The market and the charts do the same stuff over and over and over again. So here's what happened. They ran up to 408.57, and that tells you because of the stout rejection, that tells you that that price is extremely important. Now, either they made a run for the gap up here and was rejected long before the gap, still telling us that that price, because the market stopped at that price, it's telling us that that price is important. However, here's the thing. The gap is right above. So we have 408.57, and then right above, the official gap is at 411.34. So we're going to say 411.34, give or take, is a pretty important spot. Before we talk about that further, keep in mind that this is still a channel, right? Even though we had a big, nice, healthy update today, this is still a channel until it's not. When isn't it a channel? Well, technically, once they break above that high at 408.57, it's no longer the same channel that it was before. Here, they're just going back and forth. If they break lower, it breaks the lower end of the channel. They tried to do that. They bounce right back. If it breaks higher, it breaks the top end of the channel. They may come right back in or they may keep going. But the channel is a guideline to tell us either the market's in a range, albeit a pretty big range, or it's not. So above the high of the channel or the top end of the channel, it's breaking out of the channel. Okay, fair enough. Now, let's think about this for a second. Here, they came up to go fill the gap and they missed it. They missed it by a lot but they were rejected. So therefore, we're going to look at this and say they made an attempt. The gap is unfinished business around above 411 and change. And what we have to be aware of is the fact that they made an attempt before even coming up as short as they did. Therefore, the awareness is, are they really going to stop at the gap this time if they hit it, or are they going to keep going? We don't know yet, but if they keep going, I have another number that I believe to be and this is a technical term, a stone-cold short. My swing traders will have it. Inside the numbers members will have it. I'm not going to necessarily publish it here, at least not now. Let's look at the other side for a second. You show up Friday morning. The tape is red. They're trading down. What is that line in the sand where they can begin to have a failure operation? The most recent resistance area, which you'll see inside the numbers in a moment, and we talked about it at night the last few nights, is the breakdown candle high. So we'll call it 403.80, give or take. If they start trading below 403.80, they start closing candles below 403.80, hourly below 403.80, the door opens for lower prices. They can run a test. A test is one thing. Running a test dipping below and snapping back is a bullish type of signal. Running a test, but not being able to bounce back, but yet dropping below and sustaining or having price sustained below 403.80, for example, hour after hour after hour, is a different kind of scenario than the bull scenario where they're staying above. It's that simple. So our line in the sand for the short term 
on Friday from an intraday perspective is going to be 403.80. Put it on a sticky note. The rest of the intraday activity will be covered inside the numbers tomorrow. Here's a 240-minute chart, and the reason I bring this up is because I just wanted to point something out, and this happens more often than it doesn't happen. So here we have a 50-period moving average that was sloping down on this chart. So you had a big breakdown candle high. It's the same one from the daily chart. You had a gap, same one from the daily chart. So they traded up into filling the gap and right into that 50-period moving average. Now, write this down also. Put it on the sticky note. They weren't really rejected from either place. They're not really rejected from the gap. They just didn't go any higher, but rejection would have had price come down a lot more. They were not really rejected from the 50-period moving average on this chart. They just went sideways. What is that telling us? At least for the time being, until proven otherwise, that's telling us they're not done on the upside. That's telling us the likely destination was somewhere north of where today's high was. At least the destination from a short-term perspective. So here's what I wanted to point out on the moving average conversation. When price is far away and they come straight into a moving average, so the 20 is different because they were going back and forth. So it diminishes the importance. But they weren't really close by the 50. They ran right into it, happened to be a breakdown candle high and a gap and all that stuff. So you can see why it was A, overhead resistance, but B, it's something else that explains why the market stopped today. Why couldn't they get above the gap? Well, there was something else there depending on which chart you're looking at. Not to say it was the 50, but it could have been the 50 that was A, magnetic, the gap was magnetic. The breakdown candle high was magnetic. They're all in different places, but guess what? They got them all. They were close enough together. When things are close enough together, and this is a good example, when I do, for example, stocks on the move or anything else, when I have numbers that come up that are close together using different methods to calculate the price levels, and I come up with stuff that's really close, like 50 cents apart or a dollar apart using two or three different methods, well, guess what? What does that turn out to be? Under normal garden variety conditions, that turns out to be a home run ball. How about the 120 chart? Now you'll start to see why I look at a variety of different charts. Was this overhead resistance up in this zone? Right into a 100 period moving average? No rejection, just stopped, meaning overhead resistance. Overhead resistance doesn't mean they go down five points. It just means that they're not going to have an easy time busting through. So you had stuff on the daily chart, you had stuff on the 240 chart, you had stuff on the 120 chart, so they become targets as the market is running up. Sometimes they can become short opportunities, other times they're not. A day like today, when the volume is rather light, everything is bullish, it's a risk-off day, it's a gap and go, it's a gap and stick, it's a trend day, call it whatever you want. That's not the ideal scenario for a short trade. You end up being the guy sitting at the don't pass line at the crap table waiting for everybody to crap out while you keep losing bet after bet after bet. Don't be that guy. The hourly chart. So they ran up into this stuff with the gap and all that. The 200 period moving average on this chart is above current price, but what are they doing? Well, what they did a lot of the day was they just ran sideways. When they run sideways, eating time off the clock, what do we say? 
We say since they're eating time off the clock, they're building energy for another move higher. That remains present until it's not. So it's not if we wake up on Friday and they drop them through the trap door, but if they continue in the same general range when you wake up tomorrow, either higher or around the same price, then they're still building energy to make another move higher. All in all, there was a lot of teaching that just went on over the last several minutes. I would watch the beginning of this video at least two more times and bring your sticky notes. What do we have inside the numbers? We'll run through the commentary and of course we'll circle back to stocks on the move. Happy Thursday, little back and forth overnight. They've been playing games under the big fat round number of 400 in the SPY and 4,000 in the ES. That's normal garden variety type behavior. Those numbers are magnetic and they draw price in. We all know that, so there's no surprises here. We're just setting the table for the day. This is at zero dark 30. The numbers were straightforward. Down below, we had 397, which is the new 394. We know that from yesterday and such. And then we had 400.50, which is not the same as 400. If things remain on the bull side today and they want to push higher, the next spots are 401.95 and then 403.50, give or take. And we know the high of the breakdown candles, 403.80. I'm just backing it off a little bit, saying it's a give or take. If the bulls fumble, yada, yada, they didn't fumble, but you have to have the stuff, you have to have the goods, be at the game prepared for anything. So let's see what else we have as the day begins to get underway. So by 8.07, the thieves in the morning had already paid a visit and ran a test of 400.50. The time is 7.30 in the morning, 7.35. Here's a chart containing the pre-market activity. Yesterday, late in the day, they did it. This was 7.30 p.m. This is the opening today at 8.05 candle, ending 8.05. The high was what? 465. And they had a pullback. So early this morning, I knew that that was an important spot because the market showed me already that that was an important spot. Now, I don't really take too much stock in the pre-market activity other than certain things that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a reaction. If I see a quick reaction, I know that the market thinks that number's important. If it ran up there like it did last night, did it again this morning, and they can't get through right away, and they immediately go down, that's something that I pay attention to in the pre-market. And I do that for stocks on the move, too. And I'll just add this little tidbit. Sometimes when they hit a number, and most of you know this, but if you're new to stocks on the move, you may not know this. In the pre-market, sometimes if they hit a number and bounce off of it, some people will send me an email saying, hey, they already did the number in the pre-market. Is it off the board? And the answer is, if they're hanging around around the opening bell, it's a higher risk trade. But if they bounce off in the pre-market and they're well above it, that may tell you and it may tell me, it may tell everybody that that is in fact the number. They just showed you early in the morning. Nobody was watching anyway. We call that the thieves in the morning. Let's see what else we have. We're going to go through more notes, but you know what happened today. It was pretty much a trend day, if you will. So there's not a lot of activity from an SPY perspective in here, other than traders that were willing to hop on board a momentum trade earlier in the day, understanding where they were wrong, and they could have wrote it up for as long as they wanted. That's in here. You'll see it in a little while.
more writing on the wall at 9 o'clock. I'm basically discussing 400, 400.50. I'm saying watch out for the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. You don't know exactly what they're doing. It's an awareness type of thing. Had some late change on one of the stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. Right out of the gate, they were playing games with 400. And right out of the gate, we're saying if they continue to push higher and bust above 401.95 and then 403.50 on a squeeze operation. And it was somewhat of a squeeze operation. Obviously, they went higher. We know all that now. But early in the morning, around the opening bell, you're not going to count on them blowing through the big breakdown candle high and filling the gap. Not to say they can't, but that's not something you're going to start talking about at 9.30 in the morning. This was a little fun one, 9.43, 401.94 high against 401.95 target and a pullback. Not bad for a rookie. They went higher anyway, but it was just the point that they ran to a number, they stopped short, and started pulling back. Again, it's reconfirmation that that number is in fact important. We're moving along. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. 403.50 to 404 zone. They're not going to just bust through it like nothing's there. So what that note said was that you can have a short opportunity there, but it's a trade, not a marriage. It's a scalp with potential. If they go higher, you got to get out of it. So it was a scalp. It worked out. The high here was 403.99 against 404, meaning 403.50 to 404 zone. So there you go again, a penny short. Pretty interesting how that works. No accidents or coincidences, by the way. And the low here, 402.85. So they gave you a trade. We're moving along. A pullback to 401.50 and a little lower would represent a reasonable buying opportunity for a move higher today. This is at 10 o'clock. They never made it. They never came down there. Essentially, they just took off. If there is no pullback, they'll be on their way to, and this should be four, 403.50 to 404 for a test. And here's your short opportunity, trader's choice. At the time, I thought it would be a good place for a morning high. Little did we know it was going to be a trend day up all day long, or at least up, sideways, up, sideways. And we're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Just short after 11 o'clock, it was pretty obvious this is a trend day type of tape. And we know in those type of environments, it's not a trader's dream. There's nothing going on. Everything's in float mode. If you want to buy something, playing it for higher momentum, that's up to you. But there's no bona fide trade coming into support or anything like that. And I'm not inclined to short the market. Certainly in the afternoon on one of these days, that's a losing proposition most of the time. It's the guy at the crap table. So it is what it is. So you either get your opportunity in the morning, you're already long, you're able to hop on board, you're riding it, and that's the only thing that you can do other than be a spectator. Speaking of the morning, and just to reiterate, this is a morning business. The business is done within the first 90, maybe two hours, 90 minutes to two hours of trading max each and every day. Sometimes there's stuff either you're in or there's stuff going on in the afternoon, but it's really the like 85-15 rule. 85% of the time, nothing's going to happen after the morning session. 15% of the time, yes, yeah, something happens. But the majority of the time, if you don't have your trades, make your money in the morning, this is a tough operation. We're going to take a look at a few of them. The ones that didn't hit their price objectives, they're off the board. We don't have to worry about them, such as ADC and NVIDIA. 
Now, NVIDIA we'll look at anyway because I want to point something out. Talked about it, looked at it last night, so I want to bring it back up anyway. We'll look at Medtronic. We'll look at KHC, not to be confused with KFC. And we'll also look at Datadog. Let's start with Datadog since it was a no trade, but here's what I wanted to point out. It was a screw job. Sometimes I like to point these out. Look at the opening print, 83.21, and they took off like a bat out of hell. Just to show you what happened, this is the candle ending 9.25. The close was 84.41. So they're a buck over the thing. I know that this trade is going to work today, or at least I know it's going to come in and hit the number. And then right at the opening bell, they drop it down. They open a few pennies below, takes me out of the trade because I'm not going to buy it when they open below the first number. I'm waiting for the second number. They didn't hit the second number. They took off like the bat out of hell, and that was a screw job. Why do I bring these up? To point out that still yet, even though it was a screw job, at least for me, the numbers work. Look at this thing. It was over 91 today about the Kraft Heinz Company, KHC. 3664 and 3595 were on the board bright and early. So guess what? Open below the first one. That means it's off the board. This is the way I do it. The second number is activated. They come into the second number. They spike it. They turn around. They go back in the other direction, providing the minimum required base hit, and then some. Basically a stand-up double. Here's a sidebar. I wanted to talk about NVIDIA for a second because I want to point something out that happened last night and the reason why I didn't get into this trade today, I didn't have the number, at least not this number. Here's an hourly chart including the aftermarket and pre-market activity. This is where they reported earnings after the close and they got killed yesterday. The low was 152.20. My number, you could see it peeking through here, was 151 something. 151.50, call it that, and maybe it's a little bit higher. So the fact that they came up just short last night in the aftermarket after the earnings announcement, that wasn't such a big deal, but that kept me away from selecting a higher number this morning, knowing they came close yesterday, and they can easily send them right back down to satisfy that number. And the reason that I use the term satisfy is because it's an important spot, it's magnetic, and it's now unfinished business. Write that down, put it on a sticky note for later. Yesterday's after hours, they came up just short and ripped it away. The market knows about that spot, no doubt about it. We just had Trick and Company participate in the aftermarket NVIDIA trading yesterday. How about this one? This was a good one. A lot of traders got this one today inside the numbers traders. In the live room, a whole bucket full of traders got this one today from what I can tell. So here's the setup. On the board, bright and early, zero dark 30, 9829 is the number. They're killing them into the opening bell. They come in, satisfy the number, rip it back in the other direction, game, set, match. There's your five-minute chart. It happened that fast. $3 bounce in a matter of minutes. Again, it's like a stand-up double. You didn't even get your uniform dirty. The numbers work. What about Camp IWM? Well, we know about this one already. It's all the same market. We've been discussing the ABC situation. B leg down, A leg up first, B leg down. C leg completes officially above the high of the A leg. And what happened today? They got above the high of the A leg. So that pattern's done. It played out as anticipated. 
If we get another follow-through day, another bullish day, 188, 189 is absolutely on the docket. Maybe not tomorrow, but it's on the docket. And remember, it's all the same market. So if the S&P is going to have a nice big up day, the Dow is going to have a nice big up day, the Qs, the IWM, everybody's partying today. Except the guy on the don't pass line. Same routine across the board here. The Qs, they went to their breakdown candle high. They didn't go fill the gap. So the Qs are in a slightly different position than the SPY. Doesn't really mean much today, but it's worthy of a note. They didn't get to the 20-period moving average. Certainly a weaker market on the chart. No two ways about it. Doesn't mean they won't fill the gap. We're just noting what happened today and if there's any meaning to it or ramifications thereof. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, here's our answer about the big breakdown candle. It's not uncommon that they're running up the big breakdown candle. The only question was, how high are they going to be able to get? 14,325 to 14,366, which is the 20-period moving average, is the next area of overhead resistance. Now, I gave you a math number, and notwithstanding the fact that the 20 is right above it, so that becomes a zone, and that's the way a zone is developed. We don't know they're going to get to the 20 right away before pulling back, but there's a number right before the 20, which is an important spot, so therefore, there it is, 14,325. Put that on a sticky note. If it's a red day tomorrow, a pullback is one thing. Below today's low is an entirely different tape, and that goes for any of the markets that we discuss. That would be the failure. All the same market, XLF, the financials, they're rallying. They're ahead. Unlike the Qs, they're actually ahead of the S&P 500. So is this a secondary canary in the coal mine? And we talked about that at least two times this week. So we're staying consistent. They should be at overhead resistance. What did we talk about? 35. Can they go higher than 35? Of course they can. But this was the first spot that A, would be magnetic, and B, would stop the market from really running that much higher, around 35. They did the around 35. The next number would be about 35.50 to 35.60. And that's strictly for sticky note purposes. Smash Mouth, same routine. It's a relief rally. DCB, everything gets a lift. Everything is a rising tide, lift all boats scenario. 240 is the big time spot. If they can get above 240 and into this 50 period moving average, there's a chance for higher numbers in the SMH, but they got to get over the 50, and 240 is going to be overhead resistance. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.